episode number 163 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get clear on what you want and get unstuck from what is holding you back so that you can go on living deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So a few episodes ago, in episode 159, I shared with you about a new program that I was creating called Living Deliberately Together. In the month of May, I offered four complimentary online gatherings on Tuesdays at 1.30 in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time, where the people who came to the gathering had an opportunity to take a stop with me, listen to a short teaching by me on Living Deliberately, break up into pairs, because you can do that on Zoom calls. This is something I never knew about, and it's a feature that I'm so excited about. And then I offered an opportunity for one person to talk or share about anything going on in their life, and for me to be able to hold their space and coach them. It was an awesome month for me, mainly because it afforded me the opportunity to meet some of you, some of my podcast listeners that I've never met before. And it was just so great to put faces to people's names and to engage in thoughtful and meaningful conversations with them. After facilitating those four sessions, I decided to continue offering Living Deliberately Together on the first Tuesday of each month, which happens to have been last week. So the gatherings are going to look very similar to the ones that I led in May, aside from the fact that from now on each month, I'm going to introduce and focus on one specific theme. And we will delve into that theme via some writing prompts And then again, there'll be an opportunity for you to share your thoughts and your reactions and your feelings about that theme and where it shows up in your life and where you may want more of that word or that concept and where you may want less of it. And at the end of each gathering, those who participated receive a PDF from me in the email, like a regular eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that has the word written out on that piece of paper, quite large. So you can print it out and then hang it somewhere in your house, like on the refrigerator or somewhere else where you will see the word and it'll remind you of the focus or the intention for the month. For the last week, I have been staring at the word respect every single day because my sign is hanging on the refrigerator and that was the theme for the month of June. And I am loving that the word is actually staring right back at me each day. It's just really awesome to have that as like, kind of like in the background focus of my life. So I'd like to share, without sharing any personal details, some things that I took away from our Living Deliberately Together gathering last session. And then I'll share a couple of stories where respect interfaced in my life just in the last week. So I prompted the participants of the gathering with questions regarding respect, like what respect means to them and where they see it in their lives and what they think about when they think of the word respect. 
As I gave each person time to write and reflect, I also took the time to do the same. And actually, I think it would be a really good idea if I take a moment here to pause just for a few seconds so that you can also think of what comes to your mind first when you think of the word respect. What do you think about when you think of respect? Who do you think about? What does respect look like in your life? Where do you see respect? Where would you want to see more of it? So let me share a little bit about what I heard. I heard that respect is about appreciation and satisfaction. It's about feeling pleased with something. I heard that respect is about speaking without being interrupted. It's about quiet and it's about serving others and honoring others. I heard that respect is about being non-judgmental and it's about being peaceful and kind. And it's about healthy relationships and it's about validation and compassion. Okay, so those were some words that I wrote down that I heard, which for the most part was quite general, right? But in addition to those words, I also heard people share specific areas of their lives or more accurately, specific people in their lives regarding respect. Like this is respect, when someone doesn't roll their eyes at you, right? Or this is respect, when someone speaks to me in this way. Or this is respect, it's when someone does this particular thing for me. And I did the same thing, by the way. When I think of respect, I think of particular people in my life because they demonstrate respect to me each time I interact with them. And when I think of respect, I also think about particular people in my life that I feel don't demonstrate that, and that I kind of wish they would, right? And after each person shared, I reflected on this thought that came to my mind, without any judgment, but simply reflecting back what I heard. And that is that respect seemed to be something that we focus on that is outside of us and that we expect from other people for us. In other words, when each of us spoke, I didn't hear anyone speaking about themselves, which I found fascinating. I didn't hear at all talk about self-respect, for example. Instead, what I heard which was great because what we speak about is really just a reflection of our own thoughts, was that respect is something that we kind of demand from other people, or at least we wish or we expect. Or maybe another way to look at the conversation we had was that because none of us really spoke about respect coming from us, it could be understood that no one really raised that because it was clear and obvious that each of us are already respectful people. And so maybe, consciously or not, we demand or hope respect from other people the way that we know that we already respect them. And maybe this is all true, but I challenged everyone to think about that for a moment, to reflect upon respect that is within us or self-respect, 
and where that shows up in their lives and where it doesn't. Or for example, when we commit to things, but we don't follow through with them. Or when we actually don't speak so kindly to other people, specifically people that we live with. Or where we can take so much better care of ourselves and we don't. Like, okay, yes, we may believe others outside of us aren't respectful, and in our minds, we really want them to be. But perhaps respect in the world should start from within us, from constantly on a daily basis or as often as we can, model to other people 100% respect of accepting them for who they are and for who they are not. And perhaps if we genuinely model that for others, that will invariably impact the people around us because the way that we think impacts how we feel, which impacts how we behave. And maybe if we start practicing self-respect within us with the thought of respect, then perhaps that is going to impact the energy of everything outside of us. Now, I consider myself a pretty respectful person. I am not perfect. I know I'm not an angel, but on a scale from one to 10, just off the top of my head, I would say like I'm a nine in terms of respecting other people. I think I'm really respectful of our neighbors, for example. We don't play loud music, and I remind my kids not to bounce the basketball right outside of our house, but rather they should go to the basketball court to do that. And I think I'm pretty respectful with my friends. While I'm not the best keeper in toucher in the world, I know that. When we do meet or we do speak, I listen well, and I do my best to give my full attention. In other words, when I take a look at myself, my mind immediately goes into defense mode. Like, of course you're respectful, Shira. You're totally respectful, right? (laughs) Does your mind say the same thing about you? So for me, at least, that's just my lower mind trying to keep me in the right, like it always tries to do, right? That's the job of the lower mind, and it's doing a really good job at it. It's keeping me right. But when I take a moment to really reflect on this and look honestly at my life, I come up with other things that I didn't even allow myself to see at first glance. The truth is, I'm embarrassed to admit all of the places in my life where I don't respect my husband, for example, where I don't 100% accept him for who he is and for who he's not. He happens to be a great guy. I mean, he really, really is. He's responsible, he's hardworking, he's faithful, he takes care of himself, and he loves me. And yet, I can be so disrespectful towards him. Like just the other day when I came home from synagogue in the morning and I went upstairs to change out of my clothes and I saw him there and I asked him if he had heard the loud music that was playing the night before, not from our neighbors, but from the forest. And anyway, he starts talking to me and he had all this food in his mouth because he had just come up from downstairs. And he was chewing the food and he was talking to me at the same time and the food was like coming out of his mouth or at least I was like looking at him and I was just seeing food and I was like, 
Can you just swallow the food before talking, for God's sake? How many times do I need to ask you that? Right? Which is true. I've been asking that of him for like 6,935 days. And I know that because we just celebrated our 19th wedding anniversary. But in all seriousness, I hate when he talks with his mouth full. And I have been asking him to change that habit of his for all these years. And guess what? He hasn't. And that's a subject for a future podcast episode about rule books that we create for other people. But for now, it's just to say that while I don't like that behavior of his and I can make a request for him to change it, the bottom line is he will act however he will act, consciously or not, and I have the power and responsibility to choose how I want to respond to it. Do I want to respond to it with respect or not? I totally could have been respectful. I totally could have chosen another way to respond. But instead, I was disrespectful. And unfortunately, this is a pattern I have with him in my life, and I'm working to change that. Another example happens to be very similar because it relates to food, was something that happened this past Friday night. We had guests over, and I went all out to make this incredible vegan meal. And we were like 12 people, and my husband was sitting at one end of our long kind of oval-shaped table. And I have a pet peeve when we are eating. The truth is I have a lot of pet peeves when eating, and I'm working on creating that change too. But one of them is when someone reaches over you to get food that you could otherwise, you could have just passed it to them. I can't stand that. And while I've been learning to respond differently to my husband, who for 6,935 days, I've been asking him to please just, just ask me to pass you whatever it is you want. I will. I'm really nice. Believe me, I have no problem. I'm not going to keep food from you. He doesn't. And he reaches over me. And it happened again on Friday night. I was sitting to the left of him and he reached over first to get a spoonful of the crispy tofu dish that our guests brought. And the truth is, he reached over like three people, okay? It was crazy, and I was actually really proud of myself that I didn't react. But when he did it again to reach over me and grab a few pieces of the pickled zucchini that I made, and then the pickled zucchini pieces didn't end up on his fork, but it fell into the other dishes along the way back to his plate, I just said out loud, Do you have to do that? Can't you just ask me to pass you the pickled zucchini? I mean, really, we weren't married yesterday. I've been asking this of you for years. And this is one of his pet peeves. When I do that, especially publicly, which is what I did, and while I'm not condoning his behavior, which I happen to think is kind of disrespectful, what I am saying is that I was given the opportunity to show up being respectful by watching my reaction, by watching my mouth, by watching my thoughts, and I didn't show up that way. I am not perfect, and I am not aiming for perfection in my life, but I am aiming for truth and for being the best version of myself that I can, 
which I do through and in this work of living deliberately and reflecting on my life's experiences and learning from them above all. So yes, for me, when I think of respect, I think of my dad, I think of my friend Shoshana, I think of my friend Esther, and I think of lots of other people and teachers in my life. But when I really stop to contemplate this, I also realize that I can be thinking about myself in complete earnest, that when I think about respect, that is to say that I can be a model to myself and others about what is possible when it comes to respect. And I really haven't been showing up to the plate regarding being as respectful as I can, both respectful towards others and respectful towards myself. And because of the gathering that we had last week, it really brought it to the forefront of my mind. And I'm so excited to start looking at that honestly and really showing up in life in new ways, ways that align with who I really want to be in this world. And in light of everything that is going on in the world today, I can't think of a better time to start contemplating this idea of respect. Am I showing up with the respect that I want to have for others in the world? And not any less important, am I showing up with the respect I want for myself? I'm so grateful and I'm so excited for this opportunity. My friends, living deliberately together is such an awesome opportunity. If you would like to join me in the next conversation, please consider doing so. I send in the information about the gathering, including the Zoom links in my weekly newsletter and inside of the Living Deliberately Together Facebook group. So make sure that you're in one of those so that you don't miss the information about the next gathering. I'm not going to tell you what the theme yet is for the next month, but you'll find out at the next gathering. Thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to living deliberately with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to work on living deliberately in your own life, reach out to me so that I can share with you the many options for getting started. Send me an email, shira at shiragura.com. I look forward to hearing from you.